Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 155 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on February the 12th, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin, what's hey, up? Hey, buddy, what's going on? It's been forever. It's been like over forever. a month. I know. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. It has been far too long, my friend, and I thank you for bearing with me um, over the last month and a half. I know you have a crazy life. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. Um, I moved, um, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a hey, let's you know like rent a truck and move everything in one day. It's like I've been moving like steadily like throughout the last month. It doesn't matter how you move; it always sticks. Yeah, no, but I am. I am fully moved in. I am happy here in in the new WDPN studios, uh, which is just a room in my house. Uh, but um, sitting here with a puppy, and uh, you know, all ready to bring the uh, the magic of Disney to the podcast uh, airwaves once more. Uh, so what's been going on with you? Anything new? Any Disney updates? Any trip updates? What's happened? I, I noticed the beard has been sufficiently trimmed. Oh, yeah. The beard is gone for the most part. I, you know, I will say this. I So my friend Dave is in Disney for the past week. Today's his last day. He's actually on a flight coming home as we speak. But today he managed to score for me, which makes me so giddy. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they did a Galaxy's Edge uh, annual pass holder T-shirt. A galaxy, Have you seen it? Like the star, like Star Wars Land. Yeah. No. Yeah, they did. It's got the Falcon on. I saw it like two months ago. I didn't know so about like, this. I'm like, hey, when you go there, you have to try and look for this. So he went there. He's like, listen, they have a regular one you can buy. It's just a logo. He's like, and then the, they have the cool Falcon one. I'm like, you got. He tried to sweet talk his way into the Falcon one. Couldn't get it. You do know that I can just get you the Falcon one, right? Well, I, he's literally right there, like texting. <laughs> I'm so today, always right there. He went. He went to go do the uh, virtual reality Star Wars thing. How did he like that? Because I'm thinking about doing it this week for the first time. He told me, and he, by the way, he had the best week of his life. He had such a great time. He told me it was the best thing he did on the whole trip. Really? It's he only said, like amazing. it's only like thirty or thirty-five bucks, and I want to say it's it's an yeah. experience of more than a half an hour. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks. I think it's about half an hour. Um, he loved it. He didn't want to tell me all the details, but so the, he's online and the woman behind him online is wearing the girl's annual pass holder shirt. So he's, this is something that only happens in Disney world. Right. So he turns around and he's like, Oh, is that the pass holder shirt? And he's like, I really like that one. And she's like, yeah. And so he's like, man, in his head, he's like, I got to find a way to ask her to get me the guy's one. <laughs> Doesn't even ask her. She's just like, do you want me to walk you over to get the guy's one? She's like, just wait for me after we go through. Wow. And he's like, well, this is unbelievable. Only in Disney World. Didn't even have to ask. She was just like, sure, I'll take you over there. So after they, they both went through, um, she took him over to that Star Wars store that's over there and, and got the, so I got a, a pass holder uh, 
Galaxy Z shirt. Wow. I'm like, like did, did he um like did he what did he have to like hand her cash or something like that? Because there's no way they're letting him pay for it. I don't know how it works. I mean I didn't ask him how the actual transaction went down, but I'd be interested maybe. to know that. But I mean, hey, what yeah, that, that's great. You know that's what? awesome. I'll you know, you, 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 you could have you know. gotten it two months ago by just asking me, but you know. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I know you have, you're a busy man. You have no faith in me, apparently. That's all that's right. Not true. I probably wouldn't. I, pro- I probably would have dropped the ball. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> or gotten me the women's shirt. Right, right. Um, so I actually had a really cool experience the other day. I went. I was invited to go to a uh, Disney Vacation Club uh, evening after hours event at Magic Kingdom. So what does this mean? Uh, so the the DVC events are um, sp- they they're they're fantastic. You are able to. Uh, meet rare rare characters the food is free so hot dogs chicken nuggets sodas um mickey bar mickey ice cream premium mickey ice cream bars um cookies carrots and like they're just loaded like when i I walked up to get one for me and my friend a mickey bar and i'm like yeah two please and they're like how about three and they just like hand me three and i was just like i don't know what to do this third one and you just took one and threw it right on the ground (laughs) you're like fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Opened it from its wrapper and yep. just threw it up. Absolutely, and then it just kept getting more and more. Uh, Here you go, birds. Well, like when I got a hot dog, they were just like, "Here, have some, co- have a cookie," and I'm like, "Oh, great!" They're like, "Have lots of cookies," and they were like throwing packages of cookies onto my tray, like like six <laughs> or eight packages of cookies, and I'm like, "I can't." Listen, I'm very good at eating cookies. Like it's one of my skills on my resume, but like I can't. I don't know what to do with all these cookies. They were like, "Put them in your container." Wink, wink. Yeah, because everybody knows about. <laughs> telling that story the other day um but the rare characters we met the um the hippo and the ostrich from fantasia that's cool uh we met uh robin hood friar tuck and little john together okay but here's the thing like they when you know they kept the characters obviously go they take their five minute break to come back um a couple of times like whenever they came back little john was not with them and like it would, he'd take like an extra like like two families would come up and only get Robin Hood and Friar Tuck, and not Little John. And I'm like, how is this standing? Like, how are people not freaking out? Because my friend is standing there next to me, and she's and she's going like, if 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 he's not if he's not back by the time we get up there, we're waiting. Like we're not. Yeah, we we, we waited in that line for an hour because they take a lot of time. Um, we also you met- know that. That actually happened to me one time at, at the, you remember at the Christmas party, how they break out characters? Yeah. In Adventureland, it was Tarzan, Turk, and Jane. Jane. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, we were, there were two groups in front of us. Tarzan leaves. Tarzan like, oh, leaves? Tarzan leaves. So my kids are actually a little upset. So I'm like, oh, this is a bummer. So I kind of said something to the cast member, like, Oh, is Tarzan coming back out? And they're like, Tarzan's not coming out for us of the night. I was like, what? <laughs> How is that allowed to stand? I, I waited so long that I was like, all right, what am I going to do? Walk away from the picture at this point? No. But I mean, I don't even know where that picture is. It never made any of my photo albums. We were probably all like just frowny faced in it. It was such a bummer. Well, I mean, especially you loving loving Jane so much. And it's your daughter's middle name and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, but the... Um... We got the three hyenas from Lion King, and That's little cool. little John came back. By the way, so crisis was averted. We got the three hyenas, and Not then for those people that got that picture already. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then we got um, the the main event of the night was Chip and Dale as the Rescue Rangers. Now I know that's a main event for you and I, but the, the main rest of your... event. Hear that? 
You know what? I feel like I like I posted it, and I think people were like going more nuts for Robin Hood. Really? Yeah. Like I'm just like, do you guys not understand that they're the Rescue Rangers? Like, <laughs> right? Like this. They're is just a, like, why? Hey, they got cool shirts. This is I'm like, this is a big deal. Like, yeah, he's wearing a jacket and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, but like, come on. Now, where was that picture? Right outside the Barnstormer. Okay. That same area had the three little pigs and the big bad wolf and Marie, uh, the cat from Aristocats. Really? Yeah. Apparently, she doesn't greet in France anymore. That's what I was told. But because ah. I was just like, you can get her any, any day in Epcot. Like, why is she But here? isn't she always, I mean, now I'm not there all the time, but isn't she always like in the front of Magic Kingdom? Not really anymore, no. I mean, she was for like ever. So, I mean. other So, other characters they had there, um, they had Mickey and Minnie in colonial garb. Um, they had um, Donald and Daisy in Frontierland garb. Goofy and Pluto were astronauts. Um, Tiana and Naveen were in their um, their flapper dress, like their jazz musician. Oh, cool! Kind of stuff from Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. And uh, Moana was there, and Oogie Boogie was there. Oh, I would want Oogie Boogie. I've gotten Oogie Boogie before, so he wasn't a priority. Otherwise, he would have been a huge priority. Now, how many pictures? If you just did pictures. How many characters can you pull off? Well, that's the thing. I only did pictures, and I only got those four. Wow. Because the event was from 9 to midnight. But, you know, it was a good 30 to 45 minutes for the hippo and the ostrich. It was an, over an hour for Robin Hood. Um, I'm surprised you waited for the hippo and the ostrich. I, it wasn't my choice. Okay. It I was, was going to say, that's not choice. <laughs> it, was my, my, it was like my friend's one mission was that. But so, like, my friend knew, like, knew all the stuff that was going to be there. And, like, on the character um, thing on the map, it just says Chip and Dale. It doesn't say, like, Chip and Dale as the Rescue right. Rangers. So, like, I'm just like, Chip and Dale, they're here every day. Who cares? And so, like, we're in line for Robin Hood. And she's telling me about, like, Mickey and Minnie in the colonial garb and all the other stuff. And I'm like, wait, are, are Chip and Dale dresses anything? And she's just like, oh, they're the Rescue Rangers. The, she goes, oh, they're the Rescuers. And I'm like, rescuers? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it hits that it's rescue rangers. And me and about 20 other people standing around us in the line all went, what? At the same time, like, nobody knew they were the rescue rangers. So now I was just like, okay, so here's the deal. Once we get this Robin Hood picture, we need to jet to Chippendale. Because I still got to get these hyenas. The night is winding down. And now you've alerted about 50 people in this line that they're the rescue rangers who are going to be after us jetting over to Chippendale. Yep. So, yeah, that that was like a big to do. Like, it was now, like what? While you were online, was the theme song playing in your head? Because I swear, since we started talking about it in my head is the rescue rangers the theme. entire time. The entire has, time. Why is it, it's so addictive. I was sitting in line just going, sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks. But, I mean, like, it, it's my, it's probably, like, in my top three cartoons, like, uh, like from my childhood. Like, I loved that show. You know what's funny? I mean, I was not a child when that came out, and I really liked DuckTales. Oh, love so DuckTales. So I, I kind of, I got to be honest with you, I don't even know how much Rescue Rangers I even saw. Again, I was not a kid. Mm-hmm. When... When those came out on DVD, I remember getting DuckTales for Ethan, and he thought it was whatever. And I was like, you know what? I remember finding a cheap, like, $10 copy of season one of, like, Rescue Rangers and being like, let's try this. And, dude, he, like, ate them up. So I've seen, like, every Rescue Ranger, like, ten times, but only because he just loved them. Rescue Rangers had stakes, man. Like, it was good versus evil on a weekly basis. Fat Cat was terrifying. 
Um, it was just cool also to see, you know, having watched like, you know, so many of like the classic cartoons. Yes. Just to see Chip and Dale almost in kind of different roles. Like, like I really liked it. Well, you know? know, the original concept for that show was it was supposed to be a Rescuers cartoon. Like the movie Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under. It was right. supposed to be them as their own series. And then something happened where they weren't able to do that or they didn't want to do that. So they were like, let's just dress Chip and Dale up as Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. and throw them out there. So your friend wasn't really that wrong when she said it was them as the rescuers. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah. But like it was like when she said it, like if it was a movie, it would have been like it would have cut to like a, a long shot of like the Magic Kingdom and like me going, what, 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 <laughs> and like birds are flying up and like the camera shakes right, a little right. bit. Like it the was a huge is, moment. Is going down the utilidors. Yes. It was a huge, huge <laughs> moment. And like I was so I've never been this excited to meet a character before. Like like we had a big group hug with them. Like, oh, my gosh. The and like I'm like I was totally into it like the whole time. Like I was even like interacting with the handlers and stuff like that while we were in line. Like. Like they took a break and they were like, oh, well, Chip and Dale will be right back. You know, they, they, they'll they be back in five minutes. They got to go check in with Gadget to make sure there's not a mission. And I'm like, well, they won't be right back if there's a mission. Those things, <laughs> those things took 24 minutes a pop. Were you like, wait a minute, are you sure they're coming back? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was like a whole line of adults, pretty much. Like there weren't a lot of kids. Oh, that's so funny. Because it was a school night and it was like late at night and it's the Rescue Rangers. So like it's like people my age that are like geeking out for it. That's so great. Uh, it was it was a super super fun night. But anyway, uh, that's getting caught up. You ready for the news? I'll take some news. The news brought to you this week by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, look, you can always find Dave by sending him a quick email at Dave, DisneyDaveW at Verizon .net. Ready for some worldwide news? Going wide. Okay, we're gonna go broad here with the worldwide news. Uh, mobile ordering. Have you? Uh, you did not try this on your last trip, did you? Uh, it wasn't active when I was there. Mm -hmm. I read I, about after. Very I've, excited. About I've it. since tried mobile ordering. Fantastic and a game changer. I mean, we knew it was only a matter of time before they accepted, you know, meal plan participants. Yes, and that is actually the news this week: is that di mobile ordering is now available with the Disney all three Disney dining plans. So now, if so, let's say I'm on the dining plan. I'm going to yes. do this, and so I go to the restaurant that I were on on the app. I place mm -hmm. my order. Then what? You place your order, and then you don't have to go to it right away. You go to it. You you place your order. You either pay or you apply your dining credits, and then when you're ready to pick it up, so like you can you can place your order while you're in line for an attraction, and then when you get off and you're like almost at the thing, just be like I'm ready to pick up, and then it'll let you know when to come to the counter. So you can go and you can sit down, you can get a table, and then it'll let you know, like, hey, your order is ready, and then you go up and you get your order. So you don't have to be, like, a certain distance away no. to check in or anything? No, no, it, it, like, it like texts you and lets you know. And That's with, awesome. And with the dining plan, too, like, if, if people are, like, unfamiliar with the dining plan and they try to, like, order, like, a hamburger and, and a, like, if your dining plan gets you a entree, a drink, and a dessert, and you only order an entree and a drink, the app will be like, hey, just so you know, with your dining plan, you also get a dessert. You sure you don't want a dessert? Like... You can take it and throw it on the ground right in front of us. Exactly. Like, you can have that moment of, like, defiance where you just, like, oh, yeah, I see your chocolate cupcake, and I throw it on the floor. I threw it Why do you guys keep ground. giving me these key lime pies? Yeah. There's your key lime pie. Like, I'm doing, like, the Lonely Island thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. Uh, so, now it is that magical time of year, Peter Mandel. And by magical, I mean not magical at all, in which the prices at Walt Disney World have increased. 
Oh yeah, the um, it's hard to it's hard to sound positive when talking about price increases. Yeah. But, uh, so the um, every year Disney ups their prices, and you know it's natural because as a business model, it's they're kind of they're going to keep raising these prices until they have a loss. Right. Until people are like, mm, can't do it anymore. Exactly. Like they raise the prices, but people still keep coming. So they're like, okay, well we're going to keep raising the prices then. Um, because right. you will pay it, and like they, they do things like they they lessen free dining, and people still come, and so they're like, okay, well now we don't need because free dining, excuse me, was an answer to the problem of um, the the fall being so quiet. Um, <clears throat> right. All right. So what are these price increases? Um, Magic Kingdom one day pass uh, is now on a regular day a hundred and nineteen dollars. Okay. I think it's like a four dollar increase or something like that. Uh, value time, $109 for one day. Peak times, now we're talking like the dead of summer, we're talking 4th of July, Christmas, things like that. 129 buckaroos. Now obviously if you're buying a multi-day ticket, it's you're going to pay less per day. That's the, way, right. that's the way it's always been structured. But if you're just going for one day for the Magic Kingdom at a peak time, you're paying, you're paying almost 130 bucks. You know, I, 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 I'm never going to justify it. This sounds awesome. Or, but I will say the, I would, so I've never bought like a one day ticket, right? I mean, I'm only going for like a vacation, but I have bought single or two day tickets to universal, which are kind of comparable in yeah. price. Which is, and I got to tell you stupid. something. I feel magic kingdom is a thousand. And I listen, I love universal, but I feel like magic kingdoms a zillion times better. Yeah. So when I hear this price, I'm not trying to say that it doesn't stink. Oh, mm-hmm. I know it stinks. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like compared to that universal price, not, this is okay. Now, here's the th- now, but now is Disney priced fairly or is Universal priced very unfairly? Is the question. You're right. Because I mean, Universal was not priced like that prior to Harry Potter. No. Because there's no way nobody would pay it. Yeah. Um, okay. So now the other parks, we're talking Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and what's left of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right. Regular day, 114 bucks to go. Value okay. time, $102. Peak, $122 for Hollywood Studios as it is currently. Well, there's so much going on there. I get it. How could you not want to uh, yeah. go ride Star Tours five times? Go ride Star Tours five times and then check out our other three attractions. Let me ask you a question, by the way, real fast. Knowing because my friend Dave went two days ago. He went to Star Tours and he got Crate. And Galaxy's Edge and the yeah. other thing. Mm-hmm. Is it just that every time? It's that every time now, dude. It's it Which, is... by the way, not a big deal, but like you're basically telling you can ride this once. Yeah, like the, the, cause, because it, you, when it was just Jakku, like it was just like you get Jakku, but then it's still random for everything else. Right. No, now it's like you go in and it's like that, that, you know, first order opening, then you got Jakku, and then you've got BB 8, and then you've got Crate, and then you're, then you're, you're done. Like every single time. He got time. out. He got out and texted me immediately. He's like, "Oh my god, we got this. It was so great." And I'm like, "Dude, just letting you know, I'm pretty sure just from what you just told me, it's that every time." It is for so. now. I mean, it won't be forever. Right, of course. You know, Jacku was. Only... I like that it's that all the time because yeah. if I went, I just want to see. Exactly. But... I mean, if you're there all the time, like you know, if you're for for locals, it's not great. But for people that are like, "Hey, I want to get the new one," um, right? Yeah, I felt bad sense. for him because he was. You know, he was there all the way through fireworks, so he stayed forever. Uh-huh. And like 
there's just no real doing that multiple times, you know? No, definitely not. I mean, at least, like, before it was that, you could you could justify spending more time there by being like, I'm going to ride Star Tours 12 times to get everything. Right. Like, um, the... <laughs> it's... I just, I can't imagine, like, being like, we're going to do a full Hollywood Studios day today. Yeah, they did it. I don't know how, but I, they I did it. I don't understand. Would you like, do you enjoy the, the thing that there is to do there? <laughs> the singular thing? Um, okay, so parking uh, rates at the parks have gone up from $20 to $22. Um, okay. And now they're talking about also doing things called date-specific tickets. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's going to be like, hey... It's even cheaper to come the week after New Year's because that's a typically very slow week or, you know, things like that. You don't think that'll go the other way? Like Fourth of July is more money or, or do you well, think that's under the peak? I, I think that I think that's under the peak, but you never know. They could maybe like on the day of the Fourth of July, it'll be even more. OK, uh, but now here's the other thing. Remember, we said until until they see a difference in in their wallets, they're not going to you know lower anything. Q1 2018 parks and resorts revenue has increased 13% in 2018. Okay. So there is no end in sight. Um, Speaking of price increases, sorry to keep, um, you know, going on this. Uh, The price of a minivan ride has now increased. That didn't take long. No, I've never even done this. What was it, and what is it now? It was $20 originally, no matter where you were going. And that took you anywhere on property? Uh, no, it takes you from the parks to certain resorts. Oh, really? Yeah. Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, the Boardwalk Resort, Disney's Caribbean Beach, the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, Pop Century, Saratoga Springs, Wilderness Lodge, and the Yacht Club. So, like, the All-Stars, which is, like, the only one where I feel like I'd be like, yeah, I'll do this because the bus is, you know, for the All-Stars. You right. can't even do it from there. That's it. It only takes you from the hotel to the park. Correct. I couldn't get a minivan from like uh, my Caribbean beach room to go to uh, breakfast at the Polynesian. Correct. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, oh, no. No. You know what? No. I, I'm sorry. I misunderstood your question. I'm pretty sure that you can go from Oh, you Caribbean can go beach hotel from, to hotel. But it, like, yeah, it's only to these hotels. Like, right, these are the only it. resorts you can go to. All right, so it was twenty bucks. Now it's twenty five. Twenty five, and that's wow, not per that's person. It's not per person. It's per car. Right. So it's a, it's a pretty hefty increase. I mean, you know. Yeah. No. No. For real, that's twenty percent. Yeah. Uh, Dooney. Uh, speaking of things that you never need to piss, uh, to pay money on, uh, Dooney and Burke have put out a magic band. This <laughs> for this month, it does come in a new color. Okay. Cream. Cream. A cream magic band. Uh, and it comes in like packaging. It's like a little suitcase. Um, now they've done they've done magic bands in the past. Yeah, this is not because they but... did they did the awesome, um, they did an awesome haunted mansion one. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is going to run you the normal no, no, a normal magic band that doesn't have any pictures or on it or anything is twelve dollars. This right. Dooney and Burke magic band a whopping forty eight bucks plus tax. Yeah, that's what the haunted mansion. I think the haunted mansion yeah. one was forty six ninety nine. So I get it. Have they're, you seen that that new pink magic band they have there? They've always had pink magic bands. No, but it's like a light pink. I have not. Is it what is it? Rose gold? Yeah, pretty much. Everything calling, is rose gold now. I think they're calling it light pink. But um, I wonder how much that is. I know my friend bought that for his fiance when they were there. So I'll ask him. But yeah, it's just a plain, but it's nice. I mean, I could see like my daughter wanting that. Yeah. You know? the ro- rose gold is a huge thing right now. Like my friend who was down here. 
um she had rose gold ears she had rose gold like sneakers she bought a rose gold um like one of those like disney spirit jerseys like that are the big thing now right spirit jerseys and dad hats those are the big things right now in the, in the merch huh. stores the dad cool. hats are awesome though like there's like a there's like a orange bird one there's there's one that says if you can read this thank the phoenicians um oh that's cool yeah like there's a lot of really cool ones i took a bunch of pictures of them uh, there's one that actually says meet me at the purple wall do you know about the purple wall is it purple i thought it was blue no it's a purple wall Okay. The purple Where wall is, is it? it's the it's the wall um on the at Tomorrowland uh the Tomorrowland Terrace restaurant as you're walking toward uh Tomorrowland. And then it's like an Instagram hotspot. People selfie on the blue on right, the purple I've wall. Seen pictures. Yeah, they selfie on the purple wall and then they hashtag purple wall on Instagram. Uh but now it's funny because like this is really the first time Disney has embraced a social media trend that they did not create. The purple wall being a, a huge trend, but Disney's starting to do that more and more now. Like they're starting to like take a a cue from a lot of the Etsy shops, which I mean, you know, okay, but um, but they're also um, they're they've also been uh, like embracing Dapper Day and things like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that stuff kind of works. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, people are passionate about it, and it, they're already coming and and like engaging and stuff with this. Why not, you know, monetize it? Until the day you come to the park, and that that wall is now just white. I they just painted over it. I feel like like the Disney of like like four or five years ago would have just painted the wall white. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna crush you. Yeah. Um, there's also a princess themed Dooney and Burke Magic Band that is coming out. Um, only 500 are being sold. This is gonna be this is coming out during the 10th anniversary of the Princess Half Marathon, which is debuting on the weekend of February 22nd. Also priced at 48. dollars okay. All right, ready for some Magic Kingdom news? Do it. Sponsored, uh, Magic Kingdom news this week, sponsored by Beyond the Wisdom of Walt by Jeff Barnes, the book that shows you Walt's dream of building Walt Disney World and how you can apply those lessons to your daily life. You can find more about that at thewisdomofwalt.com. The Main Street Theater, remember this? Announced at D23 last year? Yeah, I sure do. Canceled. Yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah, supposedly. um, You know, it's funny because when I went to the D23 event, we had to go through that like back alleyway off to the side Mm -hmm. of Main Street because like people were like leaving the park. Um, And I know and I was looking for construction crews because I'm like, oh, well, you know, they're going to start constructing this thing now. And there was nothing there. So I was wondering. And then today I saw construction was about to begin. Uh, WW Magic has cited inside sources that have confirmed its cancellation. But Disney has not said anything official about it yet. Um, also, if you're going to the Magic Kingdom uh, now through March 10th, happily ever after, the nighttime fireworks extravaganza, which is awesome, do not do not miss it, uh, has a new time. It's now going to be 7.55 instead of 8 o'clock p.m. Why? I don't know. I need to know why that five minutes. Like why that? Fi- yeah, I know. Like, well, you know, we have a different fireworks uh, time change later on that I'm going to talk about, which that actually has a legitimate reason for. But I have no idea why 7.55 instead of 8. I, I really don't know. Hmm. It's interesting. Like, what made them have to be like, all right, we are turning back the clock here, folks. Like, I don't understand it. Right. Five minute time difference. Yeah. So there has to be a reason. Yeah. Uh, we got some Epcot news. Okay. Uh, so there is uh, new information about the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster attraction coming to Epcot. That was announced at the D23 Expo in Japan uh, just the other day by Walt Disney World Chairman Bob Chappick, also known as Bullet Bob Chappick. I just named him that. Okay, cool. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Bob Chappick says it's going to be one of the longest enclosed roller coasters in the world. I'm super excited about this. 
So, I mean, at least we have confirmation it's a roller coaster. Yes, and it's a new innovative ride system with a unique story currently being developed by Walt Disney World Imagineering. Uh, There's nothing concrete about a release, but it is heavily rumored uh, for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World spring of 2021 is what they're saying. Now, let me ask you a question. I also heard him refer to it as family-friendly. Yeah, I don't know. Like He didn't really like specify anything more about that. I'm assuming it's going to be like not upside down. What's a family-friendly ride? A family fr- Big Thunder Mountain's a family-friendly ride. Um, Seven okay. Doors Mine Train is a family-friendly roller coaster. I mean, that's that's what I would want it to be. Yeah, like I don't think it's going to be any worse than Space Mountain. Right. Well, see, but like I hate Space Mountain. Okay. But I hate it's like dark. I can't see anything. All right. So February twelfth, twenty eighteen, seven oh eight p.m. The the night our friendship died, because you don't like Space Mountain. That's like my favorite thing. Oh no, I hate Space. I Mountain. love it so much. Um, I love I've writing. I've written it now twice with the lights on. It's terrifying, and I love it. Um, okay, so changes have been added to the American Adventure, which reopens on February the fifteenth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so um, the changes uh, coming all dig- an all digital projection system. New speakers and a new screen and uh, new people have been added to the ending, uh, the, that big ending uh, thing, including uh, composer John Williams, uh, physicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, and finally, ballerina Misty Copeland. I've been writing Disney letters for years, just being like, where's my, where's my Misty Copeland ballerina She's there. representation? She like, I mean, you know, there's an entire community here that you're neglecting, Disney. Like, right. She finally made it. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to update my... Uh, my Misty Copeland fan Facebook group, uh, you know, about this. <laughs> I'm sure there is one, but I mean, <laughs> I just never, like you put it next to John Williams and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I'm just kind of like, hmm, like I've never heard this name before. Uh, Golden Dream has also been re-recorded with new orchestration. Oh, cool. Yeah. By John, by John Williams. Um, oh God, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, Steve is coming to Walt Disney World. My buddy Steve from Brooklyn. No, I'm kidding. It's um, it's Steve Harvey's daytime talk show called Steve. Oh, yeah. It's it's coming to Epcot to film a live uh, before a live studio audience, March 9th to the 11th. So if you're gonna be, I can't I can't believe this made our news. Yeah, I know. If you're if you're gonna, if you're a fan of Steve and you want to go, I mean, I figure people probably watch it just to see like if he's gonna get the wrong name of like the winner. Of right, the, right. Like, um, he's gonna have celebrity couples and families on. Um, I guess he I guess it's like a game show kind of thing. Um, they are going to be the Bella Twins. Um, Eric, Eric Christian Wright and uh, I'm sorry, Eric Christian Olsen and Sarah Wright Olsen. Tracy Edmonds and Deion Sanders, Boris Kojo and uh, Nicole Ari Parker, and more people. Um, so the menus have been announced. <laughs> more people yes. Kevin doesn't know. Yep. I only know the Bella Twins out of that entire thing. And I know who Deion Sanders is. But <laughs> the uh, uh, menus have been announced for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, <laughs> you've got this huge smile on your face because you want to hear me read the names of food, don't you? It's so funny when you try and like just confidently like plow through All these right. things. I'm gonna like I'm I will give you some like I'm not gonna try to go through the whole thing because we're already running long. Um, there's a bunch of potato pancakes, um, potato pancakes with house made applesauce, potato pancakes with caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream, toasted pretzel bread, top of black forest ham, and melted Gruyere cheese, uh, warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got the cider house is back. Um, pear cider brined shredded corned beef with braised cabbage and Branson dressing with pears. I had that last year and it was wonderful. Uh, the cider house is like over in the UK. 
um, a, a baked lemon scone with cream friche and or creme fraiche, whatever we want to say it. <laughs> Mixed <laughs> berries, a potato and cheddar cheese biscuit with smoked salmon tartare. Um, I'm not going to read you any of the French ones, but just, you know. <laughs> oh, lots of great stuff. Lots of awesome stuff happening over there. Oh, Florida Fresh. This should be this should be uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Carne gusada with black bean cake and cilantro lime sour cream. Uh, key lime tart. Uh, spicy blackened shrimp and stone ground cheddar cheese grits. Um, I had grits there once. It wasn't bad. I've never had grits. They're bringing frushi back. I loved frushi. The last two What's years. Frushi? So frushi is a, a Japanese take on sushi made entirely out of fruit. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Fresh pineapple, strawberry, and melon rolled with coconut rice and sprinkled with toasted coconut and whipped cream with raspberry sauce on the side. Okay. It's that fan- sounds good. It's fantastic. Uh, ginger beef yaki udon, um, teriyaki salmon, uh, pork taco. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> Chila <laughs> quills, or I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, Jamaican beef. So it goes on and on and on. Lots of really good food coming to the International uh, Flower and Garden Festival, which is actually set to start fairly soon. Um, yeah, it, it, will be ru- it will be running from February 28th to May 28th. Um, <clears throat> so I actually just got. Wait, to- wait, wait a minute. Did you say February 28th yeah. to May 28th? Yeah. That runs for three months. Three months of flower and garden goodness. Yep. I mean, it. I listen. I love this. I'm. I'm. I'm so in for this. But I mean, Epcot just wants to have like festival all year round. But they're doing the. See, the thing is, they're doing the festival of the arts right now, and I would rather that go for another month, or at least half but a why, month. Like, why don't they just find a way to keep this kind of festival motif all year round? Well, they don't. I need mean, it. like. The only time they don't have it now is the summer. And even then, like half of August is food and wine now. So they literally only don't have anything for two months, for June and July. Yeah, and I guess they don't really need it then. Yeah, the Festival of the Arts is wonderful. I, honestly, of all, the, cool. of all the festivals throughout the year, I think the Festival of the Arts is my favorite. I went for the first time on Saturday, and I was amazed by it. Like I loved all the artwork. I'm a little jealous. I saw all the like pictures you can take a picture in. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I it's think they're neat. really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, I had a um, they they have a deconstructed food booth, and right. I've been watching a lot of food shows lately. I've been watching a lot of food TV, and decon like my favorite thing on Cutthroat Kitchen is when they're like, "I've created what I've created here for you is a deconstructed meatloaf sandwich." Like you know, it's so I had a deconstructed BLT, which was pork belly, a poached egg, and like a tomato jam, and my girlfriend was like, "Where's the L?" Like there's no L in this BLT. Um, <laughs> there's a decon- and my my plate was made of lettuce. Yes, there's there was a decon and I had a deconstructed Reuben sandwich, which was like shredded corned beef, pickled cabbage, and um, Thousand Island dressing. It was really good. Uh, also had like a really good braised red wine short rib um, in like a balsamic vinaigrette sauce uh, on a bed of um, pureed parsnip in the Germany Pavilion. Okay. And a really good vegetarian flatbread that was like made out of like olives and balsamic and stuff like that, and from Morocco. So, and a lot of other foods that I you know couldn't pronounce. Uh, <clears throat> they also had a really cool cookie. It was um, it looked like a palette, like a like a like a painter's palette. It had like a little hole in it, like where the thumb would go. Okay. And it was splattered with like like frosting that looked like paint. Like there was blue, there was yellow, and there was red. And it comes with a little paintbrush. Isn't that kind of like their logo for this? Yeah, kind of. Um, my, my girlfriend had an interesting question. She, she looks at me and she goes, 
what do you think they do with all the holes that they cut out of the cookies? I said, maybe that's one of the perks of working here. Like you get the cookie holes at the end of the day. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to the news. We still have more news to go to, if you can believe that. Uh, DAC news, Disney's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have really good news and I have really bad news about Animal Kingdom. Would you want the good okay. news? No, the ba- Let's get the bad news out of the way first. Yeah, I would like the bad news first. There's a new bird show coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom nice. to replace Flights of Wonder. It is, um, it's going to be the Adventurers Meet Up. Meaning up in capital letters because it's up themed. Right. Uh, a great bird adventure featuring Russell and Doug from the movie Up. Uh, it will launch on the 20th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom on Earth Day, April 22nd, 2018. <clears throat> there you go. The bad news. I mean, you know, they're, they're reassigning that owl. Right. We thought he was going to go the way of unemployed owl and disappointment to his family, Hoot Gibson who was an animatronic that was supposed to be in like three different parks in Walt Disney World that never saw the light of day. But unfortunately... Yeah, I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to say go the way of the dodo. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the owl to die. Like I just Yeah, I was about to be like, this is getting dark, Kevin. No, like, I mean... Okay, you know what? The thing about the owl is he, he unfairly jumped. I was, I was in a seated position, you know, right. when, when he punched me in the face. It wasn't like, fair. It wasn't fair no, fight. like, if I was standing, I could have very easily spin-kicked that owl out of the, out of the sky. Right. Like, you know, just one quick spin kick. Yep. Yep. It was big. I could have done it. All right. So the good news. Uh, I So I've been following the, um, I'm like one of the only people that follows like the Disney environmental and animal like conservation page on Facebook. And you get some really cool like, like stories about like birds like that come there and not like scary birds, but like, you know, like birds that like they set up the birdhouses right. for. And not like I, I learned to like look for the birdhouses now, which I really enjoy. Um, but you also get uh, animal birth announcements and we have a baby hippo. I know. I heard that. And I don't know if you folks have ever seen a baby hippo. If you have not pull over to the side of the road, take out your phone and Google baby hippo or like baby hippo Fiona from the Cincinnati Zoo. Baby hippopotamuses, uh, or baby hippopotamus, is quite possibly the most adorable creature this side of a wombat. Also, Google a wombat and see what I'm talking about. Not as cute as the baby rhino, but I get that. Oh, so much cuter than the baby rhino. The baby hippo is adorable and it's all chubby. And it's like they. uh, The last I heard, they don't even know the gender of this baby hippo yet. It has not been named because, like, this baby hippo popped out and it was out in the attraction immediately with its mother. Like, like was, they had birth in the attraction? Uh, apparently, they must have. Because, like, a friend of mine was actually on the safari that day, and she said that um, somebody said, like, oh, well, and there's our there's our new addition, our baby hippo, only 14 hours old. Wow. And it was. It was 14 hours old. It's not like, because, like, the, the baby tigers, like, they took the tigers inside, and, like, the tigers weren't put out in the Maharaja Jungle Trek until, like a month or so later like it was a while before we got the baby to see the baby tigers but i mean this hippo was right out there man he's right out there with the full bloat a a group of hippos is called a bloat a group of blow it yeah a bloat a and a group of flamingos are called a flamboyance there you go and a group of giraffe are known as a tower a tower giraffe an entire tower of giraffe were killed while animals die while you look at this hippo. <laughs> Good friend Wilson is reminding us. Oh, uh, thanks for lightening it up. Thanks, thanks for lightening it up. Well, thanks for letting us. Thanks for reminding us that, you know, our joy is only momentary. 
<laughs> Somewhere else, something's up. Listen, hippopotamuses are terrifying creatures. They're they're like very violent and big and nasty. Oh yeah, they're killers. They're horrendous killers of humans. Um, like they are essentially fat sharks. Um, right. But they're 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 fat river sharks. But they um <clears throat> they are um really cute when they're babies before they turn into soulless murder machines. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Disney's Hollywood Studios news uh, brought to you by our good friends over at the Disney Dads podcast. You guys should always go take a listen to them. Uh, the Disney Dads podcast is on, available on iTunes. Uh, you can check them out, leave them a review, help them out. Those guys are really great and they do a really great show. Uh, so the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular and Disney's Movie Magic are moving to new times in Hollywood Studios. Okay. <laughs> Disney's Movie Magic, that is their new... Um, it's just a projection show. There's no actual um, like. Fire, Are you going to tell me that they're moving involved. five minutes again? Uh, yes, Disney's Movie Magic originally started at um, like it, I think this is like ten minutes. It was originally seven forty-five. It's now seven fifty-five. Um, okay. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Spectacular originally started at eight o'clock. Will now be starting at eight fifteen p.m. Peter Mandel, and there's a reason okay. for this. Phantasmic starts at seven. So you are then you then have a you have the ghost of a chance of making it from Fantasmic to Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. Got it. Because I I tried to do it once. Like I, I went to Fantasmic at seven and it was halfway done, like by the time I was out there. Like it was like fifteen minutes into the into Star Wars by the time I got out there. And Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah, well I mean getting out of Fantasmic's not easy. No, it's terrible. It's a, it's a truly, truly terrible experience. Last time I did it, I remember we just sat there for a while. I was like, you know, what? let's give it 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we still, like, you know, moved out with the herd. Yep, absolutely. Um, so Disney's Hollywood Studios, you know how we've been saying that it's not going to be Disney's Hollywood Studios for much longer? Remember? Right. Remember that? Um, right. Well, yes, it is. Uh, the name change of Disney's Hollywood Studios is no longer on the table according to for the foreseeable future, according to a post uh, on the Disney Parks blo- official blog the other day. What did it say? We're not changing the name of this park for the foreseeable future. What's the foreseeable future? Two years? I don't know. Like Disney even like didn't Disney even like kind of confirm that they were like talking about changing the name of the park? I like Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think it sounds cool. I like it too. I, I don't want to see it. And I uh, think with Star Wars and stuff, I think that makes sense. I it mean, does. About the movies. I mean, like, the, and the names that were being thrown around were not good. Disney's no. Hollywood Adventure, Cinemagic Kingdom. Like, no, like none of no, those. No, no, those are terrible names. Awful, awful. As, names. as terrible as closing a great movie ride. Yes, which we have news on that in a minute as well. Um, new de- new details have come out on the Star Wars inspired resort coming to Disney Walt Disney World. Um, so Disney released a statement. The first of its kind resort, this first of its kind resort will combine luxury with complete immersion into an authentic Star Wars story. Guests journey through space will start when everyone departs together for a multi-day Star Wars adventure by boarding a starship alive with characters and stories that unfold around them during the voyage through the galaxy. So you take a voyage to get there. Okay, that sounds good. At the resort, guests immediately become active citizens of the galaxy and can dress up in the proper attire. Every resort window will also have a view into space. The opportunity for immersion at this resort will also stand out among all Disney resorts around the globe as it will be seamlessly connected to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios, allowing guests a total Star Wars experience. I think that means that they're building this resort right next to Hollywood Studios and there's going to be an entrance to Galaxy's Edge from the resort. I would like that. 
Yeah, I think it's got to be. It, it's, it almost seems that it couldn't not be that. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, if you I, have to go and get on a Disney mm-hmm. bus in your special galactic clothing, I mean, it just makes no sense. It's got to be right there. I feel like Bob Iger like, fired up the, uh, the old HBO Go and watched the first season of Westworld and was like, hey, uh, Imagineers, make this just without all the murder. Right. <laughs> just, just, just make this, but family friendly, because <laughs> it's right. it sounds so Westworld, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, in a wonderful way. You know, yeah, well, yeah, not in like a weird way. Um, so Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, is conf- they have confirmed an opening year for it, and it's sooner than most people think. Uh, twenty nineteen. At the yes, it's 2019, confirmed by Bob Chappick at D23 in Japan. Wow! Uh, so okay. it will be 2019, and according to WW Magic, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will feature a new catchy theme song created especially for the attraction, as well as a new experience that defies logic that Disney is calling Two and a Half D, No Glasses Required. On the attraction, the fun begins when you see the premiere of a new cartoon short with Mickey and Minnie getting ready for a picnic. As they head out, they drive alongside a train and find out that the engineer is Goofy. Then, one magical moment lets you step inside of the movie and onto Goofy's train for a wacky wild ride. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will put you inside the wacky and unpredictable world of a Mickey Mouse cartoon short where you are the star and anything can happen. See, you know what that's missing? And I think you'll agree with me. Like, it would be better if you're... If your wacky like car had a host who abandoned you halfway through at the most dangerous part right, to try sh- and get some snacks. It should be this really boring old man who just leave, <laughs> leaves you. <laughs> this boring old man that nobody asked for that should just abandon you midway through when, when oh, a perpetrator with a gun <laughs> approaches your vehicle <laughs> and points a gun in your face. Oh, time to hit the snack stand. I'm pretty sure Robert Osborne has some Turner Classic Movies magic powers that could have helped us in that situation. Of course he could have. Of course. But he left us to fend for ourselves, and that's part of the wisdom that he has. I don't even think Robert Osborne ever left. I think he just hid like a coward. Because like when you go into like the Indiana Jones room, he'd pop back in and just be like, Oh, you know, I wouldn't you know, the horror movies are blah 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 and you're just kinda like you're still here? I, I didn't hear him crunching on any snacks. You didn't call the police? There's a man with a gun and an accent in here. <laughs> an accent that is either really bad Brooklyn or really bad cowboy. <laughs> Mostly Brooklyn. Not, not cowboy nearly enough. Oh, God, I missed that. All right, so that's the news this week. That's the news. We covered the I've news. Never, I've never really been so wounded as the closing of great movie ride it was definitely a wounding moment i was definitely hurt by it as well i mean like in my in my disney life which which will be 20 years as of this august i've never had something closed where i was like oh no oh really well it's right we weren't really around like the time of mr toad's wild ride and stuff like that so i I know i don't want to sound i've i've done it in disneyland it's still there yeah you know true and I, and I never did it in World. I literally came right after that. Yeah. You know, but you know what? Um, at the DVC event, there was right across from Winnie the Pooh, there was a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride car that you can take a picture in. Oh, that's cool. They have one outside in Disneyland. Yeah. They have one outside the uh, the actual building. So you can you can do that there. They also have a Herbie the Love Bug out there you can take pictures with. That's cool. Remember yeah. they used to have that in Hollywood Studios? Yeah. All righty. So we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we will be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. 
You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008, and in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends on his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. How do you go from dreaming to doing? Walt Disney never stopped dreaming about the future, and neither should you. Learn how you can use Walt Disney's final dream of Epcot 
the experimental prototype community of tomorrow to see your own dreams come true. In Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, a new book by Jeffrey A. Barnes, you are challenged to transform your life by applying the lessons that Walt Disney, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Epcot teach us. In the follow-up to his best-selling book, The Wisdom of Walt, Barnes takes us on a magical journey through the history of Disney in Florida, beginning with Walt's decision to do a sequel to Disney. Learn how the parks continue to change and thrive today, and how you can too. Beyond the Wisdom of Walt is a story that teaches us how to create a vision for our dreams, cope with change, leave a lasting legacy, and so much more. Whether you love Disney, Disneyland, or Walt Disney World, or just need a little inspiration and insight that Walt Disney had, you will find a whole new world of magical possibilities for your own life within Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. After reading this book, you'll want to start applying a little of that Disney magic to your life right away. Please, folks, check it out over at thewisdomofwalt.com. You can find it also on Amazon.com in Kindle format, hardcover, paperback, or audiobook. Also, listen to it on Kindle Unlimited. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. We take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. 
Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, we put a lot of thought into our Walt Disney World vacation planning. One of the first things you decide is when you want to go. To that end, you scour the internet to make sure that the time you want to go is going to work for you and your family, both in terms of timing and experience. But what if you book your vacation without realizing that it's the same time as a huge event like a run Disney race, Dapper Day, or big conventions like the cheerleading convention? How do you maximize your experience while navigating through increased crowds? This week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are taking a look at planning your Walt Disney World trip to avoid special event crowds. And so now I know what you're thinking, Peter Mandel. Come on, Kev. How many people really go to these run Disney events? Like how like can this, how how much is this really going to interfere with my trip? I'm really glad you asked that, Peter Mandel. I'm really, Good. really happy you asked that because I have some uh, information for you that comes to us from our friends over at the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, when they saw that we were doing this um, this topic, uh, Justin Suter, uh, one of the hosts over there, he sent me a, um, a blog uh, from earlier this year that was uh, looking at the uh, 2018 Walt Disney World Marathon, which was back in the beginning of January. All right, so 808,000 runners have participated in Walt Disney World Marathon weekend events since 1994. 363,000 runners have tackled the Walt Disney World Marathon alone. 187,000 runners participate in run Disney races every year. Okay? 100,000 runners and spectators were expected at the 2018 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. One, an extra, so yeah, no, marathon weekend, oh, whatever, it's still a weekend in January, it won't be that crowded, right? A hundred thousand people are going to be there. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I, I got to plead guilty here. I don't think I've ever looked prior to booking a trip. A tenth of a million people. 97,000 registrations for the 2018 Walt Disney World Marathon weekend with many runners competing multiple races. 26,000 runners registered for the Walt Disney World Half Marathon. 25,500 2018 Walt Disney World Marathon registrations. 15,000 runners registered for the Walt Disney World 5K. 14,700 registrations for the Walt Disney World 10K. 9,000 Goofies Race and a Half Challenge registrants who complete both the Half Marathon and Marathon. 4,000 kids registered for the Run Disney Kids races, 7,800 Dopey Challenge uh, registrants who compete all of the 5K, 10K, half marathons, and marathons, 600-plus runners have completed every 48.6-mile Dopey Challenge since 2014, 88 countries are represented, and 76 perfect runners who have finished every Walt Disney World Marathon since 1994 are registered in 2018. 45 of them alone are from Florida. These Run Disney events, I mean... If you're trying to go to Disney in, let's say, like January or February, and all of a sudden you're noticing all the all-star resorts are booked up, there's a good chance there's a run Disney event going on you need to check. Right. 
Right. It's a. I, there are a few things you always need to check on before you book a trip, and I'm very adamant about this because I got hit with it once. Run Disney, obviously. Um, fan events like Dapper Day and things like that. Um, conventions like the cheerleading convention, which is going on right now. And the one that got me is uh, school closure holidays. Um, such as the, the Jewish high holidays in September that bit right. me in the butt once when I booked a trip down here and the whole week it was like super dead because that was back when that was a thing. And then um, like come the weekend, it was like wall to wall people like more so than usual. And I realized it was because it was a holiday weekend. Um, so how do we combat this Peter Mandel? How do we, so let, let's say you, you book your trip and you're like, Oh my gosh, I thought I was getting a quiet, weekend in february but it turns out it's it's the princess half marathon right what do i do um it's a great so, question yep and not just run disney we're not just talking about run disney we're talking also about fan events we're talking about uh conventions we're talking about um you know things of the like um anything that's going to bring people in to disney that weren't going to be there before that's going to you know um all right so here's my number one tip especially when it comes to run disney events go to the parks early Get there for rope drop. Now, why do I say this, Peter Mandel? Yeah, it's a great. Now, I'm curious myself. Why? Run Disney events take place at about 4 a.m. Runners need, runners need to start getting there around 3 to 4 a.m., essentially. Okay. From what I understand. Um, if not that early, then very soon thereafter. Because the, the races are at the races are before sunrise, essentially, they start. Um, most of these people now who have been up all night and who have just run a marathon are going to go back to their resort and sleep for a few hours. And then they will start showing up around noon, one o'clock with their medals to take their pictures. Okay. So take advantage of those early morning hours and go live it up in the parks at rope drop. Because unless they're like, unless you are a running cyborg, you need to sleep at some point. Right. Also, my other big tip is know the race that's going on. If you are there for the wine and dine uh, race, don't go to Epcot that day. That's a great. That's a great tip. Yeah, if you're there for the Star Wars race, if you're there for like the Dark Side Challenge or something like that, don't go to Hollywood Studios. And also, oh, you, pro- you probably can. There's nothing going on there anyway. Yeah, probably. And also, uh, also don't go to Epcot. Uh, don't go to Epcot on any race day because that's tip. Like people love to go to Epcot after races because they like to have a drink. What well, makes like sense? Everybody wants to go and party a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're there for the Princess Half Marathon, I feel like that's going to be a big Magic Kingdom one because you want a picture with your princess medal in front of the Cinderella yeah. Castle. Castle. So understand the theme of and now, and this also goes for other events. If it's Dapper Day at the Magic Kingdom, go to Animal Kingdom. Right. And if it's Dapper Day in Magic Kingdom, don't go to Epcot because people will go. I've discovered people will go from Magic Kingdom and they'll funnel into Epcot afterwards. Again, because they want to party. Yeah. Um, Dapper Day tip. Dapper Day changes all the time. Like there's always two, there's two Dapper Days in Walt Disney World a year, and um, one of them is usually Magic Kingdom, and the other one I believe is usually Epcot. I've seen it done in Hollywood Studios before, but I'm not sure if they're still doing that. I I will admit I don't keep my ear to the Dapper Day ground very much. I know enough to know when Dapper Day is so that I can avoid it. Right. Not that I have a problem. Again, not that I have a problem with Dapper Day. I just would rather. I just. I just don't. <laughs> You're Pete, so funny. Pete's laughing because not that there's anything wrong, wrong with, with being that. dapper. No, I mean I you know, love people who are dapper. I love people that pass out from heat exhaustion as much as the next person. <laughs> but, 
Um, no, Dapper Day's some, cool. Some days I even love free daps. Yep. No, no, no. You've gone too far. Um, no, <laughs> Dapper Day, um, I did it. It's just not my thing. I did it once, and I know it's not for me. And you weren't <laughs> dapper enough. That was the problem. I also was not dapper enough. Uh, my one friend right. told me I looked like a waiter. Because I was People wearing. Were like, Why did you go so casually dapper? Yeah, I was wearing like a button down and like black pants. Like I was, I was in all black. Um, because <clears throat> that's how I roll. Um, did you have a fancy hat on? No, no. Because I mean, it's all about the fancy hat. It is. It is all about the fancy hat. I, I, the thing I love about Dapper Day is people that Disney bound with it. But like, like the Dapper Day people are like, oh, these Disney bounders coming into Dapper Day. How dare they? Is that how they all talk? Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> you you can't be you can't do Dapper Day without getting a smarmy voice. <laughs> Ugh, is there anything worse than someone Disney-bounding as Donald Duck at Dapper Day? Actually, yes. Animals are dying by the thousands every minute. <laughs> Leave it to Wilson to, like, bring us, like, a little bit of, like, um, like perspective on things. Right, right. And I want to point out, Kevin still 100% supports Dapper Day. Yes, 100%. In, you know, He loves it from afar. I love yeah, much like Much like most animals, I enjoy it right. from afar. Just don't bring it too yep. close to me. Um. <clears throat> okay, so here's another one. Take a resort day on the day of a special event. Because there will always be... Because, you know, you got 100,000 people in here for the marathon. That's going to bleed into other parks. It's going to be a busy day everywhere. If you're plan- right. If you're there for a week and you're like, hey, we know one day we're going to do, um, you know, a resort day, maybe take the day of the marathon and just chill at your resort. Hang out at your pool. Now, that being said... If there's a huge convention going on at your resort, then don't spend some time at the resort. Then that's the day to right. go out to the parks. That's the day to do other things. If you're staying at, um, if you're staying at the Contemporary and there's or Coronado and there's a huge convention and there's like a big convention, maybe don't hang out there so much. Don't hang out by the pool bar. Don't hang out by the pool. Right. Like, right. You, you really know. got to know your surroundings. You have to know what's going on. When. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I like to tell people to do is stagger your trips if you're going for a week i used to love to go wednesday to wednesday i know what you're asking why when you go wednesday to wednesday you are ensuring that the beginning of your trip and the end of your trip are not weekends okay um that was my phone that sounded like a ding dong um, oh, I thought maybe we had like a special guest. Yeah, no, it, it's like uh, it's like Halloween. It's, it's, it's like Halloween and it's like it's like Ursula being like, "Oh, I'm right. a sea witch." Like, yeah, um, <laughs> that's exact quotes from what they said. Paraphrasing. <laughs> uh, Scrump, we're talking about Disney. Stop barking. He's barking. That's Scrump the dog. Um, but anyway, um. Stack your trip Wednesday to Wednesday because that ensures that your um, your trip does not begin or nor does it end on a weekend. And weekends are that's not a bad idea. Yeah, weekends are always going to be crazy because of locals. Um, locals flood in during the weekends. So I've I've found that when your first day is jam slammed and your or your last day is jam slammed, it's going to affect your outlook on the trip. You know, so it's better. I got that. It's better to begin and end at times where it's not going to be as crowded. And especially when you're dealing with things like special events, they typically occur on the weekends. 
Right, of course. Conventions will happen during the week. The cheerleaders obviously are going to be a thing during the week. The business conventions and stuff like that are going to happen during the week. But the ones that are going to bring in the most amount of people are going to be weekends. So, you know, make use of those weekdays and, you know, really, um, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Make use of the weekends, maximize maximize your weekdays, and conserve your weekends is what I'm saying. Uh, have your fast passes booked. I mean, I know you want to take this one because you're the king of this. Well, I mean, I know it sounds silly. Of course, you're going to have fast passes booked. But in a case like this, you really have to make sure that you have that done just because this is going to, uh, you know, guarantee that there's even in a crazy day where you're maybe kind of forced to do secondary type stuff, you're still going to have a handful of like really good things to do. So, I, yeah, you got to be smart about your fast passes on, on a trip like that. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Scrump, Scrump agrees very much. I don't know if you can hear him barking. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he's just like, yeah, fast passes. Yep, yep. Like, uh, <laughs> he, um, he's got a Disney name, so he likes to weigh in on these things. Um, <clears throat> yeah, having like, I've been to, I've been on weekend days sometimes, especially around, like, run Disney events, where it's like, your fast passes, that's one of the only things you're doing all day. Yeah, which kind of stinks, but what yeah. can you do? I mean, typically, like, days like most weekend days that I go, it's like, okay, well, I've got my fast passes. I'm going to do those. I'm, I'm maximizing them. I'm not getting fast passes for things like small world. I'm getting fast passes for like big thunder and splash and mine train and Pandora. And like, right. you know, all these like bigger things that I really want to make sure I get to. And then the rest of the day I'm doing things like Philhar magic or Muppet vision or like, like the, the, the show attractions rather than actual rides. Yeah. When we went for Thanksgiving, which was a similar kind of crazy crowd weekend experience because it's a holiday, yeah. you know, I'm sure that that first day, aside from having fast passes, we did a, we did a lot of shows. We did uh, mm-hmm. it was the first time my kids did Tiki Room. Uh, you know, we made sure we did. We didn't do Country Bears, ironically. <laughs> Still didn't. Still do country no country. Bears. Not even not even Thanksgiving level crowds can make you do Country Still Bears. Still did not do. One day I'm gonna have to. Maybe if I go and it is a run Disney event, I'll be like, oh, Country Bears. It's going to have to get done that way. I'm telling you, I'm going to be like waiting in Frontierland. I'm going to tackle you through the door. (laughs) You watch these bears, Peter Mandel. They sing about inappropriate things. You want to see great talking bears? Not really, no. No, no, I'm not really that interested in bears. (laughs) Scrump is is doing his own podcast out there. Yeah, it's conflicting. Welcome to Two Dogs and the Mouse. Spoiler alert, we killed the mouse and ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He'd have to have another dog for that, and that wouldn't work. Um... So, okay, um, quiet pools at your resorts. Like, if you're at a resort that has a convention at it or you're, let's say, like, you have made the horrific mistake of during a cheerleading convention or football game or something like that, you have booked an all-star resort because they fill up with those resort people. Like, yep. I mean, with the with the convention people. Um, find a quiet pool. I mean, I, the all-stars don't really have quiet pools. That's the thing. Like Coronado, uh, place like that. There are like the main theme. We just pool stayed at Port Orleans, mm-hmm. and man, that quiet. I'm a huge fan of the quiet pool. I love huge the quiet fan. pool, and it's not. Yeah, I I don't know if it's maybe we're just getting boring as we get older, but like I, the quiet pool is a is a great great thing. It might be that actually. Yeah, I mean, I like to like like casually observe the like loud awesome pool, but like I'm really a big fan of like like for actual pooling, like enjoying the quiet pool. I mean, a question: How quiet you have to be in the quiet pool? You think? I mean, you got to kind of read the room, I guess. 
I mean, like I've gone in it with my kids and there's like nobody there. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, am I being quiet for fellow guests at the pool or am I be quiet, being quiet for the people in the rooms? Hmm. I mean, Disney never calls it the quiet pool. We call it the quiet pool. So it's not like, like quietness is like a mandate. Right. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Interesting. I would say just read the room, figure out, you know. Just do do your best for your fellow man. People, I find that people that go to Walt Disney World have this like horrific sense of like entitled selfishness sometimes, where they're just like nobody in the world but me matters in this moment, and they just kind of like you know bludgeon their way through Disney. So I right. I always try to not be that person because you know me too. Like yeah, like my dad would have killed me as a child if, had I been like that. Like so. like that awesome lady today who volunteered her time to make sure that I got. A annual pass holder, yes. Galaxy's Adventure. Yes. I want to throw a thank out to thank you to this lady who I'm never going to meet. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome if she was a listener? I doubt it, but like that'd be really fun. <laughs> um. Okay. So, and if you are that woman, then you know, let us know. Um. You then might thank e- you very much. You might even get to meet Pete, which is like the biggest rarity you can get at two minutes mass. <laughs> uh. Okay. So, uh, resort hopping on those days can be another great idea. Um, I'm a huge fan of resort hopping. Totally. Like, you know what? If I it's... like gun. I just think it's fun. You know, I mean, especially like I like to do it at holiday times just because I like seeing all the decorations. But yes. I got to be honest with you, you could kind of do it anytime. You know, it's funny. Like, I really <laughs> like going to like Contemporary and Grand Floridian, and I really have zero interest in ever staying at one of them. Mm-hmm. But I still like going there and just looking around. Totally. And you know what? I feel as though. It's almost like a it's almost like you're auditioning for future trips. That's true also. You know, like you're not going to know if you want to stay at Old Key West unless you go to Old Key West and look around, maybe have a drink, have some food, go, you know, walk walk well, by for the pool me, but don't use it. I you're... love going in these stores. Yes. Yeah. Every, you know, every hotel has a pretty cool store, you know, if not multiple, and I like going in them. I like I got to be honest with you. I'm surprised <clears throat> the stores in the Poly. Nah. They just I I don't love them. You don't like Moana Mercantile? I think they're just too maybe fancy for me. Mm, I could see it. You know what I mean? I can remember one time we stayed at the yacht club. They had a problem with the the sprinklers in the beach club rooms. We got sent over to the yacht club. I remember going in the yacht club store and being like just so sad. It wasn't half as fun as like the beach club store, which we go to like every day. Yeah. And I was so bummed out. Like there was like a good amount of like golf stuff. I was like, oh, like I want to see fun like pins everywhere and like, right. you know, beach tools and like crazy fun nonsense, you totally. know. Um, and I'm sure people buy that other stuff, too, which is, you know, why it's there. Disney's, you know, smart about where they merchandise. But, um, you know, I like going in the stores and seeing what's what. <clears throat> so, yeah, resort hopping is a wonderful, wonderful thing you can do on the day of a special event like this. A group to fill your time. Also, do things outside of the park. Go to Disney Springs. Get some. Get yourself some Blaze Pizza. Order up the Kev. You know. I, by the way, have, have I given you the the recipe for the Kev? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just one of everything. No, no, it's not one of everything. I'm not an animal. It's so it's high rise high rise dough. Would it be faster if you told me what's not on it? Probably peppers and mushrooms, pretty much. <laughs> um, it's high rise dough. Um, the white and red sauce mixed together. Extra, okay. extra mozzarella, like to a laughable degree. That's literally what I say to the person, like to a laughable degree mozzarella. Okay. Sounds terrible already. Every cheese except for the vegan cheese. Okay. Because I want all the cheeses that are actually cheeses. 
Um, you then you do um, pepperoni, meatball, red onion, uh, pineapple. It's a big one. You can, I like pineapple. You can add sautéed onions as well if you're feeling that. Um, and then garlic, salt, pepper, oregano, and a barbecue sauce finish at the end. Now you can add bacon to the kev, but when you do that, it's no longer the kev. Then it's a special offshoot called the Kevin Bacon. Got it. Yeah. So, you know, I, <laughs> if anybody ever actually goes and orders it, like I want you to send a picture because, like, that's I I I would feel honored knowing that somebody has has taken my garbage dump of pizza and and ordered it. <laughs> I'm gonna say that probably no one's gonna do that. You'd be, you know what? There was a woman at Blaze one time that like she just saw that I was a pro at this, and she literally right. like ordered everything that I ordered on her pizza. And now, did she actually say, "I'll take the same thing"? Yeah. No, she was just like, "You, you seem to know what you're doing, so like I'm just gonna do whatever you do." And you were like, "Okay, well, you could just ask for the Kev." Yeah, I mean, because you know they know what it, they they don't know what it is. As much as I keep insisting. Um, <laughs> I keep, like every I, time, every time you walk in, are you like, "Hey, I'm gonna get the Kev," you know, my usual. Yeah. Just if they're like, "Oh, this guy." No. Yeah, I, I try. Uh, I keep. I feel like part of me is always waiting when they take it out of the oven for them to just be like, "Sir, you created the greatest pizza creation we've ever had here at Blaze Pizza. We want to <laughs> name it after you." Like, if there, if there was like a con, like you know, how like the grease trucks and over by Rutgers in Jersey and New Brunswick. They have like the fat sandwiches, and like if you eat like six of the fat, sa- you you eat like six of the fat sandwich that you create. They'll name it after you and sell it. Like right, if like I would I would legit train if Blaze Pizza had like if you eat six pizzas in front of us, like I would train to be a competitive eater in that instance. I want this so bad. Oh, you can eat six of the Blaze pizzas. Come on, dude. No, I can't eat two pieces of Blaze pizza in one sitting. Well, I mean, you probably can't because you know that might like go against your physiology. But yeah, like my sur- thanks to my surgery, to... like maybe beforehand I could. Like not six though. Um, you could eat six. No, Come on. dude, they're not little pizzas. Like they're little, but they're you not know, like. I think you're thinking just... of it in terms of like personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut. They are much bigger than that. I mean, I've had the Blaze pizza. I have Blaze pizza right by my house. Yeah. Not the same. They know they don't have the Kev on on their menu either. Okay. Well, you know you guys should order it. The Kev. Well, yeah. anything that has, I would get the Kev no cheese. <laughs> well, I mean that's like that's like seven eighths of the Kev. <laughs> right. How about we get most of that cheese off? Um. Okay. Back to what we were talking about. We got off on a. Uh... Oh, I totally forgot what this episode is about. We got off on a tangent about pizza. Um, so, yeah, do things like go to Disney Springs, go to a water park. Um, one thing you can do at Disney Springs is go do that new Star Wars VR experience for $30. Yeah, listen, I mean, I told you, my, my buddy Dave today said excellent. I cannot wait. I know nothing about it. I don't know anything about it. I know some do. spoilers, which I, I won't share, but um, there's will, some really, really cool things. I will ask, is it like blaster stuff or is it like, 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 like lightsaber stuff? No, you are a trooper. You're a trooper. Oh, so you're your first order or empire? Um, I'm assuming Empire because it takes place prior to Rogue One, and you were going undercover, I believe. I only know that kind from the trailer. You wear like a helmet and a backpack. Like that's actually like the VR. Have you ever seen like the VR setup for it? No, it's really cool. Do you like really really cool? Do you have to actually like walk? Like do you have to walk like on a treadmill or something like that? Or no, I mean you're in a room. I think they kind of guide you through it. Um. I will say that I I think you are going on like a mission to where you have to go to Mustafar. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I so I mean, but you're never I, holding a lightsaber you, though. You have to do this now. You, I know it's 
it's groups of four. Um, you don't have to have four, but I know that that's like four people go go in. Uh, I'm curious. It's funny. I asked Dave because like my wife would have no interest in this. He also right. said it was probably too intense for my daughter. I would so, say based on everything I've heard, yes. Right. Dave's, um, Dave's always so the right. the fact but, that, yeah. you know, she's not someone who would be like, really, I want to do this anyway. Uh, I would say definitely not. So I was thinking about like when I go to Disneyland, like if maybe then I'll do it. So I asked, I said, hey, you know, is it like uh, always four? Like what if they don't have two other people because they got to sell the tickets? He's like, no, the, the other woman who I was telling you about, I think the one who got my shirt, uh, she just had two people and they just went in as two. Okay. So I don't know quite how it works. but oh, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, have no in, could... I have no interest in paying to do this alongside people that I don't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't yeah. know how that works. Like if you go on a Tuesday morning – with right. you and a friend, are they gonna like try and find two other people to go with you? Well, they better not. Because that's I mean, the, you that's can like go online. Go. You can go online and see what tickets are available for what times. Right. Yeah. You know. All right. So, um, <clears throat> also, um, other things that can be good for that are water parks, miniature golf, um, in other or and other Orlando attractions. You know, you can go to. Um, uh, Universal. You can go to SeaWorld. You can go to Legoland. You can go to the Holy Land experience if you're that if you're, if you're inclined to do so. Uh, that exists. Oh, I, we drove by. I, I, I don't it's it like exists. A, it's like a giant Roman-looking coliseum, like in the middle of I four. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm somewhat interested. Yeah, me too. Um, they did like a free day recently, and I almost went to like see what it oh, was. Oh, how could you not have gone? I had things I had to do that day. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, I did. Um, go to the Orlando outlets. The Orlando Premium outlets are great, and they have a really good Disney outlet store, which is where they take a lot of like their old Disney merch from like a couple, like the last season, and they put them in there at vast discounts. Like, so if you want to get like a mug or you want to get like a shirt or something like that, the outlet mall is a great way to go, and it's actually really close to Disney Springs. Like, you can very easily Uber like from Disney Springs, and it'll be a really cheap. Uber ride um huh, cool you know if you're morbid you can go to gatorland um <laughs> if you want yeah alligator I, I refer to alligators as swamp sharks but um they don't deserve what no, happens at, they don't deserve what happens at gatorland um <clears throat> but uh yeah like i would definitely go check out the rest of orlando because orlando is a wonderful wonderful place uh full of wonderful wonderful things they actually have a dragon ball z uh themed um um, noodle place really where um it's kind of by universal i think um I'm this is of, a legit thing or it's, yes it's, it, well it's not like sponsored by like fuji tv or anything like that but or funimation but <clears throat> it's um it's a it's called supa saiyan okay like soup um, right right it's like a noodle place and i'm dying to go try it out um also orlando has a multitude of escape rooms that you can do um, yeah, that's like the big thing now. Yeah, escape rooms, uh, laser tag, miniature golf. Like, there's just so much to do outside of Disney, um, which I'm just now learning two and a half years later. Uh, but now, Disney has, like, like you said, like getting out. Um, you, we talked about it prior, but when you are trying to get out of um, Fantasmic, that is like an escape room. Yes, pretty much. Right, it's the same thing, same <laughs> yeah. premise. Or I think the ultimate escape room is trying to leave the Magic Kingdom at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. A post fireworks exit of the oh, Magic Kingdom. It's atrocious. You uh, and your friends have to get together and figure a way to get out of here. All right. So you ready to hear what our friends around the world had to say about this one? Definitely. Okay. So 
Uh, Justin Little said, actually, this happened to us two years ago for the Princess Marathon weekend. Luckily, we got everything we wanted to do done. Uh, just got to the park before opening each day, utilized Fast Passes perfectly for each park, and enjoyed a nice, planned, relaxing Disney trip. Uh, Justin Suter from Disney Dads Podcast said, uh, we were staying at the Poly and had to listen to the boats starting to run at 5 a.m. from the TTC. Every 10 minutes, it would be that long honk of the horn. We now ask for rooms that aren't waterfront. As far as the crowds, we tend to spend more pool time during high crowd levels. Makes sense, right? Well, that Polynesian tip, I never thought about that. Yeah, like, can you imagine, like, those loud, like, I wouldn't be happy with that. Could you imagine, like, paying for one of those, like, bungalows or something like that, where it's, like, $1,000 a night? Because that's right by the boats. Yep. Yep. Dimitri Ivanos from uh, the Extra Magic Hour podcast, if you you know um, one of our old favorites, um, he says the worst is getting stuck in traffic on a race weekend. I think the crowds are something we deal with all the time, to the point that season while Disney World guests aren't bothered by more people in the parks, it's trying to get around on the roads that is a real pain. And he's right about that because they close down a lot of the the roads right for the can, actual race. Right. Yeah, they connect the parks for the actual race. Um, so up until like eleven o'clock that day, like you're dealing with some pretty ridiculous traffic patterns. Um, so yeah, always plan ahead and give yourself some extra time. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think it's that the, the crowds are something that we're not accustomed to. I think it's when you're, when you're planning a trip in, in expecting low crowds, like a January or February, and you end up neck deep in race weekend, you know? Right. Right. Uh, Stephanie Karnsky says, I've done two run Disney race weekends. The day generally starts at two or 3 a.m. So by around 11 a.m., I'm ready to go back to the room and sleep and won't be back to the parks until around 6 p.m. So I would say just try to get to the parks for a rope drop to avoid some of the race crowds. Uh, Zach Adams says, stayed at the All-Star Sports, same weekend as Pop Warner football and cheering in 2014, had kids threaten to fight me over swearing and screaming (laughs) at midnight. So, yeah, those are the kinds of things, um, you know. Did he fight them? No, he said it actually wasn't too bad um, in the parks because most days they were playing football. It was the resorts that were the problem at that point. Um, I get that. He said he'd recommend uh, never staying at an all-star during that week. So, I get it. I, Zach's a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. So I would have okay. lo- I would have loved if those high school kids would have like challenged him to a fight and he would have accepted. I mean, he'd be in jail. <laughs> he'd be in such jail. But like there would be some like severely injured high school morons. Um, Michael Fernandez says the best way I feel is going to the parks uh, where the event is not at. So if it's Dapper Day at Magic Kingdom, you go to DAC. If it's run weekend, you stay away from Epcot at all costs. And if all else fails, resort hop. Uh Ginger Ethier Baker says it's happening to us right now. We leave Wednesday and we're running into a gymnastics competition and the princess run. Oh, well, a bad day at Disney is better than a good day at, well, anywhere else. And um, you know what? She's got the right attitude about that. Exactly. Um, I asked her what she was doing to handle it. And she said, we're not going to Epcot Day of the Princess Run. Easy enough to avoid that one. And I'm not sure about the gymnastics thing because I believe they have events at Disney Springs and Epcot. Chrissy Hartman says we booked our wedding at Disney about a year and a half out and had no idea it would be the same weekend as the Star Wars half marathon. This was its first year, so it hadn't been announced back when we made our plans. Luckily, everything turned out okay. I didn't really notice an increase in crowds, though I was worried because we'd visited once during marathon weekend in January and it was crazy. Some random runners even jogged by and gave us a Disney gift card while we were taking photos after our ceremony. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Who's running around with Disney gift cards in their running shorts, though? 
I don't I listen, you know what's funny? I kind of poke fun at Run Disney all the time, but it does seem like a really special thing for the runners. Yeah. And I really love that they kind of embrace the Disney magic and it really seems like they do. So I don't know, maybe I get that. Maybe somebody's got a little gift card and they 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 see something special or something. I think that's awesome. I think that's wonderful. Like my friends Zach and Becky usually bring like like keychains and like a sort of little like knickknacks and stuff like that they give out to people. So yeah, like I, I I get I get that, but it's really I mean that's so nice, it's so awesome. Yeah, um, love it. By the way, you know I feel like we we mock Run Disney a lot, but I am actually for the first time ever considering doing a Run Disney. Really? For no <laughs> other reason than I want character pictures. No, I get that. Yeah, like I want Launchpad. Like if Launchpad's at the side of that or the genie, like if they're at the side of that road, I'm stopping. I'm not doing it to win, Peter Mandel. I'm not trying to like race yeah, down some Brazilian work? guy. And I feel like maybe we did a show on uh, Run Disney at some point. But like, do you just like, <laughs> I feel stop? like I feel like I have a block that prevents me from accessing that information. <laughs> do you just stop running and get a character picture? Is yeah. there a line? Usually, yeah, well, yeah, lines do form. So I mean, you're waiting in an hour line during the middle of a Run Disney event. It's not an hour long line. I think they, they think they're. I, I think the. It's not like DVC event levels of interaction. I think you're just walking up and you're taking the picture and you're going. Huh. You know, like they got the genie wearing the goofy hat and the Hawaiian shirt on the side of the road. I'm stopping. I'll let the Brazilian guy win the race, like because a Brazilian guy always wins it. I think. Right, uh, right. Ryan Welsh says actually had a random Wednesday in October where there was one fireworks show and it took an hour to get from the plaza to the bridge by cosmic rays. Cast members had three one way walkways converged to one point. That is a traffic jam and a half. Yep. Jen Irwin, who always likes to bring the Disneyland perspective, said cheerleading competition at the Anaheim Convention Center. Hordes of teenage girls, but one huge group singing Miley Cyrus at the top of their lungs in the Tower of Terror line. I wanted to scream. Um, and I said, do you have a strategy for avoiding them? And she says, not really. For the most part, they weren't too bad. Occasionally, the high-pitched squealing got annoying, but it wasn't that horrible. Just avoid lines with huge groups of them. Or drink. So... Rachel McCurtain says, my husband's company has their convention every spring at Disney. One year, it was during the Run Disney event. We decided to just do our Fast Passes and go back to the pool. If we were able to get any of the Fast Passes, we would go back at night, but we weren't going to fight the crowds, and we enjoyed the resort. Of course, we're spoiled by being annual pass holders. I feel bad for those who came from out of state. Um, Chelsea White has a, a, a story and a half here she says my cousin and i usually alternate going down for a long weekend before every october for not so scary and november for very merry in 2016 we had a trip booked for the weekend of november 11th we found out a couple days before we left that the holiday specials for abc would be filming while we were there we were actually pretty excited but quickly realized this was not something we'd ever like to experience again i'm sure you have experienced this right i've done that a couple times yeah um she says um when I say it was extremely crowded, I mean extremely crowded. As far as I know, they never closed due to capacity, but I had no idea how that didn't happen. To put it in perspective, there was a 50-minute wait for the Swiss family treehouse. <laughs> they had to put a cast I member... I would have nothing to say to that. <laughs> they, they had to put a cast member out in front of it with a sign. By about 12 to 1 o'clock, there were no fast passes for anything, even things that are normally there, like the, car- like the Barnstormer and the Magic Carpets. There was filming equipment all over Main Street, making simply walking around extremely difficult and nice pictures essentially impossible to get. While we did get to, get to see lots of celebrities, Julian Howe and the kids from The Descendants, to name a few, we were both extremely relieved when the filming wrapped and we got one normal day in Magic Kingdom before we left. 
I'm glad I got to experience it because it will always be something I wondered about. But once is definitely plenty. Never again. So she had like a Peter Mandel moment. She was just like, oh, not bad. Not sure I ever need to do it again. Yeah, don't need to do it again. Jason Frank says, we end up going every year during the Princess Run event due to our school schedule. We try to schedule our park days based on the races. Many runners take a nap after the race. So, for instance, we show up to Epcot just a little late to avoid post-race traffic and then hit World Showcase as soon as it opens since it will be busier that evening with runners celebrating. One advantage to the race weekend for us is that we usually get the plane from Detroit to Orlando uh, full of families with young kids that can make it for a very long flight. On race weekends, it is usually full of adults who are super excited to be running at Disney. Makes the flight down and back much more fun. And one of these days, I think we will do one of the races as a family since we are all down there anyway. Oh, that sounds great. His wife then comments. <laughs> His wife then comments. So this is my husband's post. He and the kids are welcome to do a race while I cheer them on with a margarita in one hand and another margarita in my other hand. Hoping somebody gives her a Disney gift card. Yes. Um, Adam Austin says, Our first time on property, we stayed at All-Star Sports, and there was a cheerleading competition which left after the weekend, but then rolled in some rival quinceanera groups, which sang in the common areas from dawn to 9 p.m. It was quaint at first, but by day three, I was ready to buy earplugs. I do hate the chanting. Uh, Yeah. You know I hate the chanting. Um, um, I I know you do. Yeah, I I feel like in a place that is so manufactured, like Disney, where everything you see and hear and smell and touch and taste, everything is is designed for a specific experience. When you have a group of forty prepubescent screaming in Portuguese and clapping, they are depriving you of the experience that you paid for. You know, I mean, if I got to play, you know, kind of defense for them, I will say anytime I've seen them doing this, they're not standing in one spot. They're typically on the move going somewhere. I have seen them do it in one spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that's not possible, but it's not like you're online for you're not in like, a, you know, online, like in a queue somewhere like doing this. I've seen them do it in, online in queues. Okay. And I've seen them do it while sitting in one spot waiting for a parade. Maybe they're giving you a pre-parade entertainment. Yeah. Sarah Coyle says, yes, a run Disney event, specifically Wine and Dine 2016. I don't think that one gets the same enrollment as Princess or Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, so I did not feel it impacted crowds too much at all during the day. The evenings, though, at Food and Wine that weekend were absolutely packed. It was not a night ruiner though as we didn't have our kids with us so we felt like we had all night anyway and just enjoyed the fun atmosphere i will say um when you do have kids with you um during those wine and dine food and wine nights um yeah best to avoid them because there's going to be some drunken antics listen uh, as someone who has gone to food and wine many times with very small children you know you have to there's a lot of things you got to keep an eye out for at food and wine there's a lot of things you have to end up explaining to your kids at the end of that night, usually. I mean, I, have... I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you're rocking a double stroller with two, like, toddlers in food and wine, and you went to dinner, and it was sunny when you went into dinner, and it is dark now, you are now going to appreciate the fact that World Showcase is extremely dark mm -hmm. and filled with a lot of people who aren't really thrilled that you're pushing a double stroller, like, through World Showcase. Right. Um I mean, you know, you've heard my stories that I can't tell on the air about food and wine weekends. Or actually, my, my worst story was from Flower and Garden. I was sitting there eating frushi with a friend. And folks, it's not a story I can ever, ever, ever tell on this podcast. So if you know me, 
ask me <laughs> and I'll tell, I'll gladly tell you the story, but it's not a story I can ever tell um, on the air. So uh, yeah. Um, and that does it for our friends around the world. Okay. Yeah. A lot of good insight this week, I think. I agree. Um, well, buddy, we we've come to we've we've come to the close and we are actually um i believe this week we are celebrating the anniversary of two men and the mouse really yeah, yeah february yeah. right it was valentine's day week when we uh when we started it wow up. look well, at that when was it now three years four years four years this will be the fourth year four years four wow. years of two men and the mouse. we started in 2014 wait Did 14 we? to 15 16 to 16. yeah we started it in 2014 so because i moved here in 28 in 2015 so wow, crazy. Huh. Four years of this. I can't believe it. So have thunk it. Thank you, my friend, for going on this wonderful four-year ride with me, and, and I'm glad we're back and, and charging ahead into 2018. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it next week. Yes, let's do it again next week and every week. Um, we, you know, I want to, I, re- I know I've said this before, and if I was Pinocchio, my nose would grow, but I really want to try to do at least three a month at this point um and i know people I'm, I'm, I'm saying and people are rolling their eyes being like yeah we've heard this song and dance before kev but i you know we we're i'm settled now and you know my my life has calmed down so it should be easier to do things like this and thank you for those of you that have been asking about the mouser.com uh the project we announced it is currently on a hiatus while i'm just incredibly busy with my my own business that I'm a one man show and you know it's taken off like a lot and I'm just extremely busy every day now so it is still on it's still in the cards and all of you that have reached out that were interested in writing I absolutely will still keep you in mind when it starts out um, but for now it is on hiatus so just you know be happy th- we're happy the show's back right <laughs> 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 all right uh, well if any not anything else then that's gonna do for two men in the mouse this week folks thank you so much for joining us and thank you for being with us for four wonderful years of two men in the mouse and welcome back to the show welcome back to the family we love having you guys around and we are super psyched to be back in the driver's seat once again uh folks if you love our good friend peter mandel please check him out over at rogue comics over there in cranford new jersey at 105 north union avenue cranford new jersey 07016 or check out roguecomics.com where you can find a link to pete's ebay store uh, where he's always got a bunch of good stuff, a lot of Disney stuff up there as well. Uh, folks, if you are planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, please check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, wow, it's been a while, I guess. Um, folks, if you're uh, looking to rent a crib or stroll, you can always find Dave uh, on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave or email him, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Folks, also please check out our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers for all of your stroller and crib rental needs. Always check them out at kingdomstrollers.com. They will deliver your crib or stroller or end stroller directly to your Walt Disney World Resort. Um, And folks, uh, if you want to apply the wisdom of Walt to your daily life and use the lessons of Walt Disney's dream to build Walt Disney World and use that to power your life forward in 2018, please check out book by our good friend Jeff Barnes Beyond the Wisdom of Walt which you can find more information about over at thewisdomofwalt.com and please make sure you check out our good friends over at the Disney Dads Podcast they have a really wonderful show uh, that they put on a weekly basis a really great family show to listen to with, with everybody um, listen to it in the car listen to it at home listen to it whenever you whenever you can or with the entire family because they've really got something special over there and I, I was on the show um, recently Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We talked about Liberty Square. You know, I love talking about Liberty Square. 
Uh, so, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? I hope we can do it again next week. I do, too. Uh, please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.